Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the next newsletter on New Zealand Sport Radio, the show where a panel of football tragics discuss the latest going on in arguably the greatest football league in the world or at least Australasia, the Bunnings A-League. More specifically, we're here to break down the performances of our beloved Wellington Phoenix, preview their next game, and give all of you watching and listening some views and opinions about the league and in a Kiwi accent rather than an Aussie one. I'm joined today by myself, obviously, and Chris Scares. How you going? Oh, I'm great, Connor. How about yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Bloody good. And, um, I mean, there's a couple of things to talk about this week. Uh, last time we chatted, the Knicks were about to face Western United. Uh, they drew that game 1-1 despite being Western United down to, uh, um, well, down a man after a red card for 45 minutes. Uh, and then they played Adelaide United and beat them 2-1 with a late, late, late Tomi Hemed penalty. Ice in his veins, that man slotted it away. And then we were like, all right, here we go. We're on, we're on a run here. We need a run because we need to qualify for the playoffs. And unfortunately, what followed that were two very boring nil-nil draws, first with Brisbane. Um, and then against Adelaide. So, yeah, just disappointing, really, um, especially with Adelaide also going down to, a, you know, another red card. And I think that these past two games, yeah, I mean, scares, uh, there's not much to say about those last two games, really, is there? No, I, I missed the first of the two. I was at a wedding, but uh, the, the more recent one against Adelaide, um, I watched the entire game, and I couldn't tell you a thing that happened. No. It was, um, it was boring. getting really bored, yeah. Yeah, so, so I'll tell you the stats, just because, you know, we, lo- we love some stats. Uh, 15 shots for the Phoenix, 13 for Adelaide, five shots on targets for Adelaide, one shot on target for the Wellington Phoenix the entire game. 49% position to 51% position, that's the Phoenix being lower. 396 passes to 394 passes, very close in the pass takes. Phoenix, two passes more. 76% pass accuracy for both teams. Eight fouls for the Phoenix, 17 fouls for Adelaide. Yellow cards, one for each team. Obviously, Adelaide with that red. No offsides for either side, eight corners to seven. A very very evenly matched game, and that was about the most interesting thing, apart from Ryan Strain's 74th-minute red card. Those were the only interesting things about that Adelaide match. Unfortunately for the Wellington Phoenix, it means that, you know, realistically, our chances now of qualifying for those playoffs are pretty much gone. 
realistically, we needed to win like one of these games if we wanted to qualify. And as you can see with that table that Paul has put on the screen, Wellington Phoenix are sitting on ninth uh, with 27 points with 21 games played. Most of the teams looking to qualify for those playoff spots are already points above us or they are points near us with games in hand. So the likes of Western United with a game in hand on 28 points, they have lost their last two. Um, however, that you know, you never can count on other teams to get results for you. Brisbane Raw, obviously, uh, having lost their last game, but they're on 19 games played, so they've still got two games in hand, still three points above us. It's looking very unlikely now that we're going to qualify with the likes of, yeah, even Western Sydney Wanderers being four points above us with 31, MacArthur on 32, despite having played the same amount of games. Um, yeah. With only four matches left, you have to look at that and say, unfortunately, it's probably a bridge too far. However... We do have some exciting news in the fact that the Wellington Phoenix are coming home. Finally, yes. after forever long, Skaz has been crying out for it. The Wellington Phoenix will be coming back to New Zealand on the 22nd of May to play in Wellington. And then they're going to fly overseas again. And then on the 29th, they will be flying back to play in Auckland at Eden Park. I've heard that ticket sales for Wellington, at least, are already over 12,000, which is fantastic. So hopefully we can make sure that we get that mark up to 20,000 at least, which we deserve. Um, because we haven't seen our Phoenix play at Sky Stadium for the longest time, and we need as many people to come. Even if we don't have a chance for those playoff spots, we need the Phoenix coming. We need the Phoenix fans there because they will be home. And I know it's a weird time; uh, it's pretty early on in the day, but that just means and even well, it's frustrating. But that just means that more people can come out and the families can get there, and it means that we can make sure that you know the people who are going to drink copious amounts can go into the fever zone. And then the families will have ample seating around the stadium everywhere else and can enjoy the day on, and hopefully what is a nice Sky Stadium day uh, for the fans. Uh, but unfortunately, as we know, the cake tin and around this time is probably going to be blustery, cold, wet. So uh, expect just how that. We like it. Just how, just we, how like it. we like it. Yeah, just how we like it. And hopefully the shirts can come off against Western United uh, when we're 2-0 up with 80 minutes gone. So really looking forward uh, to that game, Scares. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. I mean, 14 months is a very, very long time. Um, and I, a bit of a shout-out to Capital Football as well for the accommodation they've shown for this this fixture. Um, all the games, for those of you not playing football in Wellington, uh, that were scheduled to kick off after 12.30 have now been postponed or shifted earlier where possible. Um, they have got a couple of 1pm kickoffs, but by and large, it's going to allow people to get there. Um, myself, I'm playing over the other side of town at, at 12.30, so that's a little bit frustrating, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Everyone's mate, I'm looking there. forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to come along and watch that because our game is one of those games that's been postponed. So I'll come along and watch the uh, the mighty unicycles take on whoever you're playing. Um, honey Badgers. The Honey Badgers. Wellington United Honey Badgers, which will be fantastic. <laughs> and then we're all going to head across as the wider footballing community here in Wellington will do, I'm sure. We're all going to head across and make use of uh, Capital Football's kind of dispensation that they've given us all to get to that game and make sure that we support the Wellington Phoenix and what is hopefully a solid win over Western United because the last thing we want is Western United to come over in our first home game in a long time and get one over us. That would be yeah. awful. And I know Rudan's licking his lips at the prospect, um, but I'm sure that the Phoenix players will do everything they can to make sure that they get the the win at home, even if playoffs are out of, out of uh, their sights. So, Really looking forward to that game. Really looking forward to having everyone there um, and the wider footballing community getting behind the Phoenix and experiencing another live event at home um, in what seems like forever. I mean, it's been so long since we've seen these guys play where they belong 
and uh, I can't wait to see them in that yellow strip again. I mean, you're wearing it now, Skaz. So excited for the Wellington Phoenix to be back in their yellow strip. The red strip has been retired. It's no longer being used, which will be fantastic. Um, and we can it. just play in our beautiful away kit as well. Oh, wow, what an away kit that is, that beautiful blue away kit, which uh, many of us have purchased and uh, enjoying. Uh, well done again to the Phoenix for that, and we can finally play in yellow. So a big question for me ahead of this game on the 22nd is um, whether we've got early back. Do we have yeah. the latest on that front? I, I think I think he is probably going to be back for that, um, but it will be one of those ones where he's maybe at 80%, but I just think he yeah. wants to play, um, knowing early especially. I mean, he just wants to be there, and the team need him. I mean, he's so crucial to us. Uh, you'd have to argue that him and, and Piscopo this season have been our two most crucial players. Um, having Stevie Taylor back and having the emergence of Ollie Sale has been nice bonuses. Um, but this season, far by far and away, I think Alyssa de Villa and um, yeah, and I mean Reno Piscopo have been our two best. And the emergence of Ben Wayne has been something that we've all had a chance to smile about. I mean the Wayne train, we've all been talking about it. It's fantastic for everyone. Um, and then you just have those guys who are consistent performers like Ball. Um, actually, you have to give a big shout out to Clayton Lewis as well. He's been fantastic. Uh, and and the likes of Sam Sutton, James McGarry, just rotating, and then Tim Payne, Mr. Dependable at the back, just coming across and filling in at centre back when he was needed. Um, yeah, it's been it's been actually a pleasure watching the Phoenix, even if we don't make the playoffs, which is it's looking likely we won't. Uh, it's been a pleasure to watch the Phoenix this season, and you have to say that uh, if we can keep the majority of the squad together for next season and build, then actually we'll be hoping for a playoff spot. I think most people this season realised that actually it was another rebuild. Um, there was a lot of people off contract. We kind of did what we did the season before and we had to kind of make do with what we had. So if we can keep all of these players together, maybe offload some of the dead weight, and I think we know who we're um, talking about when I say <laughs> dead weight, um, we get rid of those and we bring in some some really crucial players and maybe another striker to complement who we have, maybe a homegrown one rather than a, uh, a marquee. That would be fantastic. And I, I know Is there's it, a couple of names knocking around. Yeah, I mean, the obvious one that a lot of people are still talking about and it happens every year since he left um, is Rory Krishna. Um, apparently he hasn't signed a new contract with ATK yet. Um, so he and I think he's, he's in Fiji at the moment rather than in India. So uh, let, let's see if, if that could happen. But I, I don't know. Sometimes you, you wonder whether it's wise to go back to players that have left. Um, think about Nathan Burns when he returned. Um, well, I think Krishna. Really I think Krishna is very different. I think many people would bite your hand off to have Roy back, especially as now he's New Zealand class, so he he wouldn't exactly. fill up a marquee spot. Um, That's definitely I think, a big benefit. Yeah, I think people would. If he was still marquee class, I think people wouldn't have. But because he's not anymore, and because obviously India is having a terrible problem with COVID again, yeah. um, awful to see. Um, I think Absolutely. for his family, Roy's probably not wanting to go back because that would just be a, a you know, a bad decision for having a young family. And mm. despite the fact that they probably would put footballers in a bubble, it's just not a good idea. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think we need to leave that for now. Like obviously give Roy time to kind of make a decision and, and see how that kind of situation develops. But mm. I mean, if he becomes available, he decides he wants to stay in New Zealand or in Fiji, we have to, we have to approach him. I mean, he would be so crucial. Absolutely. Um, and we know that the likes of, I mean, you look around the league and you look at other players who've come over at like the age of the, you know, mid thirties and done well. I mean, Del Piero is an example. Um, Diego Castro, people talk about all the time as being amazing, even though he's 36. Um, 
yeah, I just I would love Christian to come back. And yeah, another player that actually we should mention is another ex Phoenix player who's doing well in the National League, Hamish Watson. Um, his name has been brought up many a time um, to me actually, and I and I and I've always wondered what he'd be like now that he's kind of had a chance to mature. He's played in Australia mm. um, in the lower leagues, so bringing him back might be a might be a gamble that they might want to pay off. I, I know that. Um, I know that the the Phoenix and Lower Hutt have kind of been developing their own strikers that they probably want to look at first. But Hamish Watson, I mean, played for Team Wellington, obviously now playing for Olympic. He could be someone that they look at as well. He, he's done very well for them in recent seasons. I, I uh, Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan when he was at the club, but like you say, maybe he's, he's a different man now. Um, you know, if he can prove himself, then, then it's, it's worth a punt, I guess. Um, question there from Simon, what's the chance of getting Chris Wood? Uh, zero would be my reply to that. So Burnley obviously staying up after their win uh, this morning against Fulham. They'll be staying up in the Premier League and Chris Wood will probably be tied down to, I'd say, another two, three-year contract. I think um, Sean Dyche and the Burnley fans absolutely love him. It was his 50th goal uh, this morning for Burnley and they're just super They're super happy with him and, and I think he's super happy at the club. And why would you leave a Premier League team? I mean, the wages he's getting, the, uh, the excitement that he has week in, week out playing in a league that's by streets ahead in the A-League. I think if we're looking to get Chris Wood, it'll be three or four years down the track. Yeah, and I think if he does leave Burnley at the stage, it's going to be for another Premier League club. I think it was others that would, would take a punt on him at the stage. Um, he, yeah. He's really proven himself over recent seasons. And he, suit, he suits Burnley down to the ground. I mean, um, as I said, Sean Dyche loves him. <laughs> um, and Simon, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, we always have to be, as, as New Zealand football fans, like what we want to see is our best players come back and play for the Phoenix. Um, but I think realistically with Chris Wood, as much as we would want him back now, we have to say like, he can keep going in the Premier League and then we'll get him back in, in four or five years and, and hopefully he can play for us. Um, as, as with the likes of you know Ryan Thomas playing in the um, mm. Dutch First Division, that's someone who we're looking at and saying maybe in four or five years, um, actually probably longer for him because he's longer than, Longer than that, yeah. I would have thought. Maybe in like 10 years. Other- we get him. Another big one. I mean, we're talking about players to come in, but um, securing who we've got at the moment is also really important, as we've we've seen over recent seasons. Oh, absolutely. Um, but a bit coverage in the media recently about Uli's contract um, that it's, it's it's running down, but he's certainly making positive sounds about wanting to stay. So let's keep our fingers crossed for that one. I don't think he's leaving. I think he loves it, uh, and I and I love I him. Right. And I mean, the fans love him, and I think he feels appreciated by fans in both New Zealand and Australia. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's going to leave. Um, I know Uffi as well, as there's been thought, talks about him potentially going elsewhere. Obviously, Melbourne Victory was a big one. Now Popovich has signed for them, so he's going to be their coach. Other coaches, uh, or other teams, sorry, will be looking for coaches at the end of the season and the off-season. I don't think Uffi's going to leave either. I think Uffi's keen to stay for another season and really build on what he's built. Um, and if players like Uli de Villa, Reno Piscopo, um, you know, Ben Wayne, uh, the likes of Hemed as well potentially stay, then I think Bruno's, he's going to be king. Bruno's still got a while on his contract, I think, doesn't he? Hopefully. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think Reno's got... He, he, was, he was tied down to a pretty long contract. Yeah, from, from I think he had three years, so another two years this, like, after this one. But like, it'll be fantastic to keep those guys on. And then mm. obviously Stevie Taylor is another one that we have to re-sign. I know that there's talk about him potentially going somewhere else, but he said he wants to finish his career at the Phoenix. And I think he's earned that right. Um, the fact that he came back, yes, he what? Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Yes, please. Um, absolutely. And Simon says, any news on Sarpreet saying yes, Sarpreet, unfortunately for us, but fortunately for him, 
will be playing uh, whether or not in the Bundesliga, I don't know, but he'll be playing in other leagues overseas. I think he's good enough and he's earned that right as well. Same with Libby Kakachi. Um, he's gone overseas and he's proving himself week in, week out with his Belgian team. Um, and I think he deserves, yeah, yeah, he, he deserves his chance uh, over there as well. So Sarpreet and Libby both will be will be gone for a long time. I know that one day they'll be back, um, but not for a while. Same thing. You have to put them in the same kind of category as, as the Ryan Thomases and the Chris Woods and those kind of guys that they should stay overseas and, and make their way there and then come back. Um, one player I actually would be keen to kind of look at in, in terms of maybe a potential Phoenix signing is uh, Ryan DeVries, who's playing over in, I think he was at last when he was playing, was in Ireland, but he was an Auckland City player, um, moved over to Slater Rovers. And uh, he obviously had a massive impact for Auckland City when they were playing in the Club World Cup. And I just liked, I liked him and, and, and I thought he was electric. His pace was electric. Um, and I haven't seen him in a long time, but I would love still, to see how he would go. Still at Sligo by the looks of it. Yeah, Sligo Rovers. Yeah. So Sligo I'd, Rovers, I'd love, yeah. yeah, I'd love to see him come over to um, to the to the A-League and, and really give it a go. And I think he had trials as well a couple of seasons back uh, with the Phoenix, just never eventuated to anything. But mm. I mean, we've seen what happens with, with trialists who, you know, don't get their chance and then they get another chance and they really break through. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'd love for him to have another go. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, I guess, Gaz, I've got a couple of questions for you. So sure. the first one, first one, I mean, we've already answered was, are the Phoenix going to make the playoffs? I think the answer is no this season. We have to be realistic. Uh, the second one I want to ask is, if you could get anyone from other teams in the A-League, who would you get next season? Like, who would you take from another from another A-League team to play for us? This might be... Uh, there's a sentimental side of me that would like to see Marco back. Oh, He's Marco not the player Ross. he used to be. It, it, it's not, not, player, not for no. football reasons, but um, no. I, I doubt he would want to come back with the way we... Um, <laughs> chanted it and when he did return um let me think on it well who, who, who would you like to have back who would i would like to have back you've answered it already oh, have, 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 sorry back, not have back i have joined i want us. I, I, I want rojas back um in terms of who i want to have back who would i want to have join us that's a good question and with with the a-league being the way it is and the players that are available i wouldn't say i wouldn't want anyone else apart from maybe maybe Fornaroli. But we know that Fornaroli isn't at the same level that he used to be. Um, He's still a really good player. McLaren. Yeah, Yeah, McLaren, Jamie McLaren. Good shout. All right, Paul, what's up? Look at this. Where is the Phoenix's biggest need to strengthen their squad for next season? I'd like to see more goals. We need a goal-scoring striker. So Jamie McLaren is a great shout. Great so, shout yeah, because Jamie McLaren you, guarantees you goals. Which which strike would you want? And uh, Jamie McLaren's man. Um, but yeah, that's 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 got to be the big thing. Then I guess is their shopping list is finding that someone mm. who will just yeah sit there and just get shots on target. What was it? Fourteen or fifteen shots, one on target. I mean, come yep. on, that just that that yeah. that's unreal. That's not good enough. Yeah, and and we said that during the game, and we we said it again now. I mean. You can't have a game where you only have one shot on target, and whether it be, you know, it's 90 minutes of football and, and one shot on target is just not good enough. So having someone like Jamie McLaren who makes things happen, who finishes chances. Um, <laughs> we've already had Costa back twice, haven't we, Simon? We've, we've had him back before and he didn't convert again. 
he just plays, plays better, better for other teams. Yeah. yeah, he plays better for other teams. It's, it's one of the costless things. Like, we get him back and then he just doesn't perform. Um, as much as I love Costa and as much as, like, you know, he performs for the All Whites and other teams, he's just never done it for the Phoenix. Um, and obviously, there's just something wrong with it because he came back for that one season and then shot off again. Um, and the to be fair to him, think- I mean, he's, he's won more trophies than anyone else. So good on him. But. You, you got to think as well, he'd be quite expensive, I would have thought as well. I mean, obviously, we're not really t- talking realistically with people like Jamie McLaren, but um, you always got to ask yourself, what's the cost of Barbarossus? <laughs> what's the cost of Barbarossus? I Sorry. like it. Well done, Scares. <laughs> well done. The pun. You had to whip um, it in. The, 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 the other, other area that I think we could do with strengthening is someone to sort of anchor that midfield a bit more. I know we've got Devlin there that can, can run his head off, but someone who's really calm and composed sitting a little bit deeper and just recycling the ball, the role that Steinman used to play. Um, in fact, I know he's not in the A-League, but he's he is someone that I would like to see back at the club um, if that could happen, but uh, I, I, I somehow don't think so. No, I don't think so either. And to be honest, I think we can do better than someone like Steinman because Steinman, you're right, was really good at sitting, but he just had a couple of brain explosions and mistakes in him. Um, and that's something that we really don't need a CDM to have. We need a CDM who's never going to have those mistakes. I mean, he could have one mistake in a season. Steinman, mm. I think, had about six or seven in him. Um, mm. And it was unfortunate because the rest of the time he was so dependable, but then you just can't have a CDM making that those kind of basic errors. So I really want to see uh, someone like, you know, like a 35-year-old from the, the overseas come over and just absolutely make us tick. Um mm. I mean, ideally, we'd have someone who just hasn't quite made it overseas, someone like Torreira, who you know is just sitting on the bench, <laughs> not doing anything. Uh, um, I think he's headed back to South America from, from what yeah, I heard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I heard, I heard family, that as well. Family issues, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and fair enough to him. But, like, just, just someone like that, you know, who hasn't quite made it overseas, and rather than going to the MLS, they decide, you know what, I want to try my luck in, in New Zealand um, and, and really make a name for myself at this A-League club. Um, and I think Uli, to an extent, has done that. And you've seen what quality he can bring. I mean, he's still quite young, and he's coming to the A League, and he's and he's really like tearing the league to shreds as he should. Mm. Uh, and so, I really want to see another player of that kind of quality come over, still young, and really tear it apart. Simon says, "What's the name of the former Open C player?" Simon's one. Uh, that's just a quick thing. In, in in retrospect, do you think obviously with with the COVID situation that they've had in the states and with Major League Soccer, has the A League missed a trick by having a safe place for? players to come in in sort of luring those sort of players in for a season did did, did were they too cautious in their recruitment do you think maybe I, to, in that situation i think it's very easy for us to say that with hindsight but for a long time we didn't know what was going to happen here either um it took quite a while for our league to start back up um obviously since it has started back up it's gone pretty well but um you know we didn't know at the time whether that would happen we, we hoped it would um Obviously, we could always see the MLS was going to have its troubles with the, the way um, things were being done in the US. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it was only with, it's only with hindsight we can say that, really. And that's one of those things where it's such a grey area where you're trying to lure people over with the prospects of, OK, we, we're not going to have COVID here. It's kind of tough to do. Um, you're, just, you're towing a line of being, you know, like just a bit, yeah, not, not kosher. Um, so I, I think that it's definitely something that you try, you want to try and avoid. Um, from that standpoint of like, come over here, we're COVID-free. It's like, it, it seems a bit on the nose. Oh, I disagree. I think it's, it's definitely something you can sell yourself on. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's not disrespectful to other countries. It's just reality. Um, obviously, a lot of sympathy for... Oh, I mean, a lot of sympathy for every other country that's having a tough, t- tough time with it. And it could easily 
switch around here. Um, oh, you know, yeah, Plague is one decent outbreak. Um, so, you know, um, it's not to, to turn the nose up, but, I mean, it's, it's a selling point. We are safer at the moment. I, I think yeah, I think I think it's a great selling point for for for, for the league and uh, and also it's prob- probably should have been for the basketball, but that's a obviously a different show entirely. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. On, on to Simon's comment. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so Simon's comment. Yeah, that's Ryan DeVries um, as the player playing in Ireland. Um, Simon. So Ryan DeVries, and he used to yeah he used to play for Auckland City, um, and he yeah went to the Club World Cup and and was a fantastic performer in that 2014 tournament when uh, Auckland City finished third. Um, with the likes of oh, some massive names, I mean Ivan Vasilic um, is obviously one that Legend. stands out, and he and he was obviously in that photo, him alongside Cristiano and Sergio Ramos is, is an enduring image. I think he's got it on his shop window. Um, <laughs> fair enough to him. Fair enough to him as well because you can dine out on that story for the rest of your life. So, it's so a good on Ivan. Yeah. Um, so scares, and then I had one final question that I want to ask as my cat joins the uh, the call. Um, <laughs> one final question. The Phoenix next season, where do you think they finish if they keep the squad, well, the majority of the squad together? Where should they finish? Like, actually, you know, going off what we've achieved this season or in the football we've played. And if we keep all of the main players and the coach, where do we finish? Are we back in New Zealand in this hypothetical? Yeah, yeah. In this hypothetical, we're back in New Zealand. So, COVID, Australia, New Zealand, COVID free. Fourth or, or fifth? Contained. Yeah, fourth or fifth. I or think better. fourth. Yeah, I think I, I, I think that the, the situation this year hasn't really been a result of who we've got as personnel. I think it's largely been a result of being stuck mm-hmm. in Wollongong. Wait, that's the wrong way to put it. Uh, being stuck away from from home um, from in a home, lovely, yeah. good host city, Wollongong. Uh, but it's not. They home, have been fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's just you're right because Wollongong, as much as it's been a second home, it's not home, um, and it's not the same for the players, and it's always tough. So I think that plays a big factor. I think if they're in New Zealand, fourth. If they have to play in Australia again, sixth. Tentatively, sixth. Seventh or eighth again, I reckon. Nah, yeah. If, if it's an Aussie. I think it's a no, big I mean, if, they I mean, keep, if they keep the players and they make a couple of astute signings, I think sixth, but fourth if they are in New Zealand. I think it's, uh, you know, very easy to underestimate the effect, um, you know, something like that has on people. It's, um, you know, the, the players are... Uh, humans and uh, they have oh, sports psychologists for a reason. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I, I think that's a big factor. But yeah, keeping the team that the team has the basis of a really good side, so um, promising for next season, hopefully. Paul, so, yeah, I was going to take you back to the uh, to the table then, and um, this is more a kind of a league question rather than the Phoenix one. But you've got the Melbourne City there on forty one points, nine points clear, but then you've got Sydney FC on thirty two. Uh, Adelaide United on 32, um, Central Coast Mariners on 32, MacArthur FC on 32, Western Sydney Wanderers on 31, and Brisbane Roar on 30. So you've got two points separating second from seventh. Is this the most competitive A-League season that we've seen in I mean, seeing Central Coast in fourth still says that, yes, it is the most competitive league we've seen in a long time. Um, I think only two, you know, only two teams have really been off the pace this season. That's been Melbourne Victory and Newcastle. Normally, you have about five or six teams that are off the pace and just aren't good enough, and you can tell straight away who the playoffs will be. So this season, actually, the what the way it's gone, we have never, apart from Melbourne City, no one's been really clear in terms of who's going to be in that mix, and that means it mm-hmm. has been for a long time, um, yeah, the most competitive 
it's been in like in, in, in a very long time but also i think once again we have to call back to the the scenario that we're in this whole COVID situation has thrown teams out of whack it's put teams mm. in the mix that you wouldn't expect um and i think that that's really gone to show that i mean the likes of sydney who've been dominant for so many years are now yes they're second but only on goal difference mm. um and that's that's crazy to see and obviously adelaide and central coast with games in hand could go above them and so sydney would be in fourth um mm. so that's 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 crazy to see after their dominance also macarthur a new team in fifth and western sydney wanderers as well a team that was struggling a couple of seasons back and now making their making their runs so yeah and, and brisbane raw look reborn western united obviously are a, a package that you never know what's going to happen uh with them um and that's similar to wellington phoenix and then perth glory i mean a couple of seasons ago they were competing they were premiers they were competing in the grand final and now look where they are um down in 10th so it's been it's been pretty crazy and uh you have to say Sorry. that this is yeah this is probably the most competitive season the a-league seen in yeah 10 years so you think so you, so you think that next year won't be quite as competitive we'll, we'll, we'll revert back a bit because of the removal of the COVID thing or do you think this this think that these these teams we are looking at a perhaps a, a period of competitiveness in the league it's maturing in a good way maybe i don't know i think, I think contracts yeah though. yeah i think it depends on if players stay because often in the a league you get a whole bunch of players leaving and so it becomes just another um crapshoot if you will where you don't you don't know what's going to happen um but you have two teams who you know for example melbourne city and sydney keep all their players and so they'll be up there again uh, in mm. those top spots um but yeah we'll just have to wait and see what happens in terms of yeah whether players are going to stay and, and what's going to happen around the league um simon ask you now um that do you agree with the six um team playoffs or do you think it should be an eight team playoff uh, uh yeah i still want it to be more teams so i think the introduction of more teams is always a good thing um and then maybe they can think about an 18 playoff but at the moment i mean it has to be six that's that's the max it must be it can't be any more than, than I've got six. a different take um for scrap me the playoffs yeah that see that's an even better take you're right scares for me i'd scrap the playoffs as well and you just have a league winner an outright winner some um, interesting news recently i don't know if you've heard about this um by the sounds of it they are no longer going to afford an asian champions league um spot to the winners of the, the playoffs um, it's now ah. going to be the the FFA Cup and the the, the premiers. Uh, interesting. Um, okay. Well, that's that's cool. And 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 I think half a spot to second in the league stage. That, yeah, that's yeah. that's the talk I've heard. FFA Cup coming back next year. Spot on, Simon. It is. It'll be good to have that back. Um, the other thing, yeah, that I want to mention. I mean, that you talked about scares about having you know just one outright winner in the league, which is what we want to see. I mean, I say it every time, but promotion, relegation, more teams, that's what we want. <laughs> Ideally, that's where we get to. Um, as soon as I think we hit 16 teams, that's when we get the the promotion, relegation going. Because 16, you can have, yeah, a promotion, relegation nicely. Um, sorry, okay, so, sorry, when you, when, you say, when you say promotion, relegation, so two two leagues of eight? Or are you saying... No, uh, no, 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 two, leagues, league. two leagues of 16, yeah. So you have the Australian NPL, I think it's called, um, the National Premier League, I think they call it over there. Um, you have that as the as the one. And so you have the top three teams or top two teams, sorry, going up and the top and the bottom two teams going down. And uh, would you have New Zealand teams in the NPL over in Australia? Yeah, so you'd have one New Zealand team in the NPL as well. There we go. I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening either. That's my that's my dream, though. That's what I want. But it's not going to happen for a long time. And if I, happens, I, I definitely can't see 
having New Zealand teams in a second division. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I just don't think the funding's there for the travel. It's so, not. It's not. Yeah. You're right. And I don't think it ever will be. Um, nope. But we need to see something like that. We need to see promotion relegation eventually because that's what we want. We've talked we shouldn't wish too much for it because it'll happen and then uh, <laughs> then we'll be gone. Oh, what, what you could have is promotion relegation but relegation. Uh, have some sort of playoff between uh, a New Zealand league and an Australian second division league and have, have, have two second division leagues there and they play off to see who gets promoted uh, and yep. one team from what one team from the uh, A league gets demoted. Or yep. so you could have you could have, have the national yeah you could have the national champions so the ones who win the um, the new Champions League format national league at the end of New Zealand season play off against the NPL champions so the top NPL winner and whoever wins that match obviously gets like a chance to either well, they either get straight promotion or they get a chance to face off against the bottom place A League team to potentially go in. Um, just having a bit of a laugh at the idea of someone like Napier City Rovers uh, playing off against the NPL champions. And how good get to the A League? How that good would... would that be? How good would that be? My lord, that would be amazing! What a story! What a story! That would be fantastic. I think they'd have to definitely abandon metrics if that was going to happen. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like these teams going to Blue Water Stadium and oh man, that would be that would be legendary. I would love that. I would love that, mate. And that's what makes you fall in love with football. That's what you care about because you don't have to deal with these franchise systems. You got your club that you've grown up, you've played in, you've supported since you were young. Getting into this league, oh man, what a what a story. <laughs> I guess the the only problem is that now I'm, I'm here. I'm stretching my own personal knowledge, but I believe that. Uh, the the national division in or national competition now that the champion New Zealand is there uh, is is it enforced amateurism? Um, you're not allowed to pay players. Is that right? Ah, uh, uh, it's amateurism, yeah. amateurism. Yeah, it that, that so they're appointing auditors now um, to monitor player payments and and uh, make sure that there's nothing dodgy going on. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that if it's actually effective. Um, but the the idea is that pay, players are not paid, but um, the reality from what I hear is quite different. So if you're going to be, if you're going to, yeah, if, if you do get promoted, clearly you're going to have to very quickly change from being an amateur team to a professional team, which basically means you're going to clear out your squad, um, which I guess makes the whole promotion thing a bit of a joke. But yeah, you'd have to. Never away <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if the, if the team is good enough that, that you qualify with, if the team is good enough to beat the NPL team and an A-League team, you have to say that those players will will not will not get cleared out. They'll get paid, and then they'll actually become professionals, which would be such a crazy story and a, an amazing thing um, to have these All guys, these guys who are getting paid, you know, four hundred, five hundred bucks a week plus a company car, like a club car, um, or something like that, or a co or free board. And then all of a sudden, they beat these star-studded professional team. I mean, oh, what a story! All that would happen is we'd see a whole bunch of clubs going bankrupt. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you'd have you'd have a whole bunch of clubs like, and I mean, well, you'd have one club that would go up and be bankrolled, and then you might mm -hmm. have a few clubs suffer the fallout from that. Well, I guess the, the other point you have something like like we've seen in in uh, rugby union in the UK where uh, London Welsh got promoted um, and then immediately demoted uh, because they had to buy all these players in to get to get up to the, get up to that level. Uh, and then effectively, well, they ended up going bankrupt because they, as a yo-yo between the leagues, they kept on basically re, re, uh, having to redo their entire squad every season. And they just couldn't afford 
messing it. And, and, and that's what I say, they went bankrupt and, and, and folded. Um, yeah. So you've got to be careful of that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's always something that you have to take into consideration. But um, yeah, that's that's an interesting like cautionary tale, I guess, in terms of that 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 team. Obviously, they didn't have the they they got promoted and their players couldn't sustain that run um, against all of those profession well, those higher up clubs. So they had to, you know, basically ship but, their squad every season. So they they didn't have the playoff thing. You see, if you have that playoff to say to get promoted against the, the bottom team, then mm. that, that kind of puts that uh, that stops you from from getting a team promoted that doesn't have the, the quality. Yeah, um, to last a season, uh, and it's all they had automatic promotion. So that's, I guess, that's part oh, of it. A big, a big, a big, um, a big gap between the two leagues, which meant that yeah. if you hunt, yeah. So you um, have to, you have to make sure you have that kind of quality control. So once you beat that NPL team, if you're a New Zealand team, or once the NPL team has beaten our top New Zealand team, they go to that A League team and they see how they go. And we've heard about upsets in the FFA Cup. Um, yeah. And we've heard, you know, like all sorts of, of different things where NPL teams upset or um, play better than A-League teams, often with ex-A-League players in their ranks. So who knows? Maybe one day we'll see it happen. And maybe one day we'll have promotion relegation instead of this franchise model. We'll just have to wait so, and see at the moment. Oh, like those things are happening. <laughs> for, the, for, the, for, the, for the kind of uh, uninitiated uh, people who are listening about this uh, FFA Cup, then you just mentioned there that uh, it's not just the A-League teams who else gets involved? So the FFA Cup is uh, down to NPL two, I think, level in Australia, um, and so they and have NPL two, NPL one. We don't have any teams, just the Phoenix. Just the Phoenix, okay. Yeah. So it's NPL two, NPL one, and um, it's it's their basically it's their version of the um, the FA Cup in yeah. in England uh, with less leagues, um, obviously or the because. Yeah, it's yeah. You'd have to argue it's more like the League Cup. It doesn't have the history of the FA, FA Cup, which is outstanding. Go down as far, and it doesn't go down as far. No, you're right. All right. Well, I think we've covered a very wide range of topics actually tonight, boys. Well done. Uh, yeah, very very uh, different episode. Obviously, after two nil nil draws, we needed to talk about other things. Um, <laughs> but Paul, do you have one final point before we shoot off? Well, I was just thinking we haven't had. Oh, God Amongst Men. Who is who is the God Amongst Men for this week? Oh, God Amongst Men in a nil-nil draw, of course. Uh, you know what? Stevie I'm going to it to, I'm gonna give it to Stevie T. Yeah, Stevie T deserves it. Um, Stevie Taylor, the God Amongst Men. Do we want to put the banner up, Paul? I'll, I can whip it up if you want. Banner, Stephen Taylor is a God Amongst Men. Let's just edit this one. That was... This is well, he is too, but <laughs> he I mean, we, we know he is. Um, yeah, good point, Simon. Chatham Cup is very old. We love the Chatham Cup as well here. Games here this weekend, in fact. Stevie Taylor, God among men. Uh, yeah, well, let's 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 briefly touch on that. So thanks for that, Simon. So let's briefly touch on the Chatham Cup before we shoot off. Um, Vic Uni, our club, playing against Upper Hutt at mm. Boyd Wilson this weekend. Very excited to come and uh, to, to go and watch that. Actually, it's uh, after our game this weekend at. at Calvin Park, so we'll be shooting up to Boyd Wilson, and uh, I'm sure that many people will be there as well. Are there any fixtures in the Chatham Cup that stand out to you, Scares, or do you want to talk more about the Vicuni one? Let's talk more about the Vicuni one because that's the only one I have uh, actually paid oh, attention to. Mate, I've got a couple to talk about afterwards. So you, you, if you want to talk about the Vicuni one, I'll talk about my kind of big fixtures that I'm looking forward to. Yep, well, um, obviously, as you said, Upper Heart, it's really good for us to, to be playing um, 
in the Chatham Cup, we're always happy, happy um, at Vic Uni to, to do anything to get past the first round. I remember last year watching us play against, um, I think, it, was it last year? No, it was the year before because we didn't have it last year, did we? No, we um, didn't. It was cancelled due to COVID, so. Playing against Wellington United, uh, not Wellington United, sorry, Lower Hutt um, and their quasi-Phoenix um, reserves team and uh, watching us play quite well and actually just quite unfortunate to not not get through. Um, so I'm really hoping to see a, another good performance this year from us. Upper Hutt, um, you know, always a, a, a bit of a battle. Um, so, I don't know, f- fingers crossed. Uh, but what are, what are these other fixtures you're interested in? Mate, I tell you what, the biggest one that I'm interested in is FC Western versus Napier City Rovers. I mean, what a fixture that is. So FC Western is a team that uh, our former club secretary, Matt Lamb, now plays for. Like uh, uh, so, so we and Marcus's dad, so Marcus Ebert um, from the, the Vic Uni Ackies, his dad founded the club, um, oh, which wow. is a crazy, crazy story. So he lives just around the corner from it. And the Ackies preseason went and played FC Western were thoroughly uh, dispatched, well, quite quite easily dispatched by them 6-0 on their home turf. Um, they were a very good side, and uh, we really enjoyed that match. Very lucky to play that, and uh, now they're very lucky to play at home against Napier City Rovers on nice their pitch, which, is, which I can tell you is their pitch is going to be tough for Napier to adjust to. It was very tough for us, and uh, Napier are going to struggle. Um, not quite, tell not you quite that. Uh, Park Island or, or Blue Water. No, Stadium. no, definitely, definitely not Park Island or Blue Water, mate. I tell you what, this is going to be a, a big leveler, and so I'm really excited to see how that goes. Another one that you'll be interested, uh, Scares, Havelock North versus Palmy North Marist. Oh big yes, game. I just looking at that. Uh, yeah, Park. big game. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's my my old club uh, from from my younger days. Um, yeah, that, that, that's that's interesting. Um, Palmerston North Marist are a pretty strong. Um, club generally, certainly on the women's side of things at the moment, they're um, they're really do, doing the job very well. Uh, unfortunately, had a big win against us on the weekend, but um, you know, no, actually, best luck to have it North Wanderers from my perspective. Uh, always like to see them doing well, unless it's uh, going to cause a flow down effect and, and cause the community to be relegated from uh, Prems. Has almost happened a couple of seasons ago, but uh, <laughs> good luck to them. Yeah, the other so I've got a couple of others I want to shout out. Um, Tawa versus Douglas Villa. So Douglas Villa, another team mm. in our division. Um, Tawa at Redwood Park. It will be um, against Douglas Villa. So Douglas Villa, um, uh, a team from the wider upper. We they play in our grade. They beat us two one um, this season at their home ground. Uh, once again, home ground advantage definitely played a part. Um, <laughs> but I think yeah, Tawa versus them is going to be a great game, um, and I expect Tawa to win, as many people will. But I think it'll be tougher than they think. And with Douglas Villa now playing with Sule Soromon, uh, ex Vanuatu international, mm. it's it's crazy. Like he he will make a big difference for um for Douglas Villa. So I expect that game to be fantastic. Um, another game that I actually wanted to shout out as well is um, BNU versus Waterside Karori. So Brooklyn Northern, obviously a, a Cat One team, and the, well, their first team, and then Waterside Karori in Central League. So a huge mismatch there. And if BNU can pull off an upset, I know one man, uh, a big Spurs fan actually, who will be very happy mm-hmm. uh, if they pull off the victory. So Adam, uh, shout out to you if you, if you get that win. I know he'll be watching that. For them as well. Uh, yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. And the final, the final uh, one that I wanted to shout out um, from Wellington was Mellington Marist after beating nine, nine, their reward was a game against stop out. So, Stop out relegated from Central League last season. Now absolutely smashing Cat Prem as mm. expected. That will be a big game. Uh, Wellington Maris playing at Kilburnie Park, so at home against Stop Out. I expect Stop Out to absolutely blitz that. 
Um, but Marist, I mean, will be looking to cause an upset. I mean, shout out to Marist at the moment. They're a club that's really going through a bit of a renaissance. Um, I would say though, that a club that for a while has sort of been struggling to keep teams or, or rather lost a few teams a while back and hasn't really rebuilt. Um, but this season have picked up quite a few sides. And I think I saw their first team had a 12-1 win. Um, in they the last did. I have a C turn so, reserves, so yeah. Yeah, so um, well done to them. But uh, yeah, as you say, I think the, the stop out first team might be a bit too much of an ask. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, a bit too much of an ask. And this is, of course, the first round. There's still a lot of teams who have won in the past. A lot of those Auckland teams as well are the likes of, you know, Auckland United, Auckland City, um, Bay Olympic. They're not playing. Uh, they've mm. been drawn automatically into that second round. So we're still waiting to see a lot of those uh, Auckland teams kind of come in and, and start to compete as the likes, same with the Wellington teams, the likes of Olympic, Olympic. Uh, Miramar, um, Western Wadalapa. Suburbs. Yeah, Upper. They're all not in this part of the draw. So this round one is kind of that shadow, uh, similar to the way the FA Cup mm. goes, where you have those lower teams kind of playing off to get the ability to get into that second round proper. Um, mm. And the FA Cup, I think it's the, is it third or fourth round proper, depending on how many teams there are that enter. So mm. with a lot of teams and, and some new teams entering this season, I think it'll be the second round proper this season for, for the Chatham Cup. And it'll be good to see some of these teams get the chances against the likes of those heavyweights um, of the competition. So really excited to see this season's Chatham Cup, obviously with last season's Chatham Cup being postponed. Very, very exciting to have it back. And like uh, Simon said, and like you mentioned, it's a big one. And Simon says, I'll be going to watch the game in Rotorua. So um, how, do you, how do you pronounce that, Simon? That's an epic multi name. Um, where, I'm who trying to find in the fixtures. Yeah, who are they playing? Let's find this. Uh, against Tauranga. Against Tauranga. Uh, oh, no. Do, uh, oh, they beat Topo, sorry, in the um, in the preliminary round, 4-0. And now they're, they're playing against uh, Tauranga. That'll be a tough game. Well, no, Taha. Big game. Going to, to go out there and, and say it. Um, no, no, Taha. Against, yeah, well done. Yeah, against um, Tauranga. So, Tamarahi Reserve. Uh, 2 p.m. 15th of May. So if you're in, in the Rotorua area, get down and have a look as well. You might see Simon there watching the watching the game. Fantastic. Well, I, I think, yeah, the Chatham Cup, get down there, support your local club. I mean, it's always a great game. I think teams just lift their level as well for it. And you can always be guaranteed that at least one upset will happen in this first hey, round. So, so be ready. One other thing we should mention, it'd be remiss of us not to, um, it's also the, the weekend of... Um, Cat Shepherd Cup games as well. Oh, uh, so we can't. We can't um, the, Ch- the Cat Shepherd, yeah. Yeah, so uh, looking at the fixtures there, um, Wellington United playing Carpety, Seatoon and Upper Hutt. Uh, I won't go through the whole list, but um, some of the, the ones we know from Wellington there, I can see Cashmere Technical playing Mead Bays. Uh, Universities AFC against Coastal Spirit. That's an interesting one. I don't know uh, what that club is, what, what city they are. Talking um, about buys to the next round as well, Victoria University of Wellington with a buy. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's, Second that's round. You when you make it up to the W League. Yeah, you get you get to the W League and unless you're C turn, unfortunately, um, you, you get that by. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, so good luck so to everyone like, out there um participating in both the, 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 the Chatham Cup and the and the Cape Shepherd Cup this weekend. Yeah, I just wanna I just wanna have a quick look around there. I mean C turn versus Upper Hut's gonna be a great game. One to United versus Carpet Coast, as you already mentioned. I think that's a that's a fantastic matchup. Um and I think that you'd, you'd expect, I mean, Wellington United, it's going yeah. to be Brilliant it's going to be a big win. Um, 
and you'd, you'd hope so. But what, like we said, I mean, you're looking at, across the divisions as well. And one of the teams I want to shout out, Buckland's Beach versus Melville. What a game that's going to be. I mean, two big clubs in Auckland. Um, that'll be fantastic. And then Papamaya versus Central United. Papamaya have a home game against Central United. So Central are going to have to travel there. Fantastic for Papamaya. I mean, that, that'll be a great <laughs> game. Really excited. So just the, the, the second cup you talk about is, is the, the women's version or the women's national national uh, cup competition here in New Zealand, right? Correct. Cool. Correct. Yeah, that's the one. The Kate Shepherd Cup, named after a legendary suffragette in our country. Fantastic. Um, well, Skaz, I'm glad you mentioned that, and I'm glad we talked about the Chatham Cup as well. Thank you, Simon, for bringing that up. Um, so I guess that leaves us to wrap things up. So thank you for joining the show. You can catch up on all A-League results every morning at 7 a.m. with the Morning Sports Briefing and get your weekly Phoenix fix at 9 p.m. next Wednesday. I know we haven't done it weekly recently, but we'll try and get back to that weekly standard, especially when the Phoenix do come home. Um, I'm sure that we'll be definitely talking about that after it happens. Um, whether or not it's at the same time is another thing. Um, we may end up doing it at another time, but yeah, definitely chatting about it for sure. Um, don't forget to go wait New Zealand Sports Radio. A few dollars on Patreon if you can. It increases our motivation to be back here each week and results in a higher production quality. So on behalf of myself, Connor Clements, and on behalf of Chris Scarrett, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for watching. Cheers. See you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.